You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. And usually once a week we talk with the crew. And since this is Herbie, I don't know what's like. I like naming these like different names depending on what actually happens in the episode. But I do want to try and alert people to them. So should we just mm-hmm. on Fridays like people should know that that's the crew pod or what? Yeah, crew that pod works. works. Definitely. I don't I don't know if there's some alliteration we can use. I usually like to go that way. But should I do like crew pod? Like would this would be episode two of crew pod? Yes. Are you going to do it like Motley Crew with the umlauts? And I don't. The UE? I don't think that's on the keyboards that our computers have. Okay. I would be surprised if that, if we had that. I mean, it's for Rick, of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> since he is the only Caucasian here, he loves yeah. uh, heavy metal and wrestling too. He looks the part. He does look the part. Wait, what did I do? I think I just messed everything up. Yeah. I mean, you no, just no, turn, I no, think you just turned your sound in your head. That's what it down. was. Yeah. yeah. I I think that's what I did. That's all. Yeah. Because we're still getting good levels there for the uh, Adobe edition. Yeah. All right. Good. That's us. Yeah. I think. Us. Yeah. Well, if not, well, I'll, yeah, let's I'll, all pause for one second. All right. Hang on. All right. So we're totally fine. I was listening to the air product and I was like, wait, are we recording the mini Yeah. Because when, when the board is in send. You're, it's like it's set up for updates where you're sending your sound over to the board. Also, were we on the air right then? That would no, be no. awesome. Tanny's got to have you up on the pot, and we haven't had it up on since Rick had it with uh, Kevin Zipak earlier today. Yeah, so once you hit program one, then it's like you're recording for yourself. All right, so that's good. So crew pod with uh, umlauts, uh, we, we can't do the umlauts. No. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, we could, but everyone's just going to, they're just going to have to be imaginary umlauts. Okay. I'm in for it, whatever. Crew pod, as long as it gets the people to listen to the show, I'm in. It was fun having Dan Soder on on, on Thursday's show. He was really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I talked with him in Mesa when I went to go see him out there, and he was dope, man. I like when we put comedians on, especially ones that, that like sports. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of the more difficult things to do. Like, to me, you know, like, I guess in a, in a work somewhat similar just in the fact of it's you're not given anything and here's a microphone and go right i mean for them it's even less so because at least we have what happened the night before or whatever news is big at the moment and i guess depending on your comedian they could use that for their routine but it's just coming up with everything straight there's no other audio to play there's nothing else to really use it is literally just you and your wit and like he was saying, he's not here to promote anything. And I hate it when we bring comedians on and people are like, well, let him tell a joke. It's like, no, he's not on here for that. He's on there for his 
natural personality, which is funny by itself. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not there for your amusement. If you want to see him tell jokes, if he's promoting something, we have this show that he did, Son of Gary. You can go and watch it there. Or Billions. He's funny on that show. Or the stand-up thing. Or the thing he does with Jay Orkerson on Sirius XM. So, yeah, I like I do the podcast with Joe Kilgallen, another comedian. And I remember bringing him on. And, of course, Tony's like, hey, where are the jokes at? It's like, <laughs> ah! He's not here to tell jokes. He's here on this station. And also, our our podcast is a sports thing. His natural delivery is funny. Like Dan today was funny, or yesterday was funny. It's like the the idea of the jukebox. Mm -hmm. Like, if we bring someone on, because there were people texting us like, have him do Macho Man voice. Have him talk about Trish. Have him do... Like, no, like, we're not, if he wants to, you, you know what I think people sometimes think we do? Ever see that Byron Allen show? Oh, yeah, where they had the four comedians and him doing the. And, and basically oh, what he's yeah. doing is here's the setup. For your joke. For your punchline. Yes. Like. Yeah, and you can we're tell. We're not doing that. No. They did pre-production and said. Okay, what do I need to say as Byron Allen to get you ready for your joke? Right. And so you seem funny mm-hmm. where it's not organic. You could tell that he did that on purpose. Well, I mean, have you guys done any any real digging on Byron Allen? I just saw no. he's really rich. He's super rich. I would highly recommend the Mark Marin sit down with him. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Like how rich he is and how he got rich. And the fight that he's having with Comcast and to the Supreme Court, like it has been, it has been one hell of a ride for for Byron Allen. Like Byron Allen has been slowly, like buying up everything. If I'm not mistaken, huh. is he part of the Sinclair people? Like, is he somehow I, part of them? I believe that I think there is is a portion of his empire because that's what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. That that has a connection with Sinclair, but the guy is fascinating. Like he he used to write jokes for Jimmy JJ Walker until I can see it. yeah, and his mom used to work on the Tonight Show lot at MB. The Mark Marin interview with him is amazing because one, you'll hear how he like has always been in our consciousness for the last fifty years and why, mm-hmm. and also he's worth a half a billion dollars, which he's the richest. I think he's even richer than Seinfeld. I mean, he's been doing what the entertainment show and a bunch of his has hands and everything. He has it. He has like a, a warehouse that's for the production of all those shows. And now he gives jobs to like Caroline Ray. Anybody who's been a comedian like 20 years ago is on a Byron <laughs> Allen production because oh. it's, they have this show where it's kind of like a, I think a match game, old game where the, um, what's that guy's name? I forgot his name, but this is the Gene ga- Rayburn. Gene Rayburn. Match game? I think it's match game. It's yeah. kind of like that. And so Caroline Ray shows up. Mm-hmm. Jim J.J. Bullock shows up. And Monroe. Uh, Don, uh, Don Marrera shows up. And he has a show for those people. You know, they're probably not doing a lot, but. It's on the game show network, and it's a and steady he, paycheck. And he yep. hosts the show, so or he's one of the the match game contestants. I mean, so that's it's good. That's kind of the idea. Like yeah. you want, if you're in a position to help your people out, yeah, that's that's the goal. That's where you want to be. I don't know if you can do it at the billion dollar level like he is, but where wherever you can do it, it's it's he is um 
he is someone that I think is slept on because there are a lot of people like, well, he's not black enough. And he is out here giving black people jobs. It's a, like I said, Mark Maron's podcast, the WTF podcast with Byron Allen is if you like the history of comedy or want to know how one can go from being a talent to being owner, you should listen to that, that episode of the podcast. Did you listen to the newer one with uh, it was Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio? I'm I'm a little bit behind. The last one with Marin I listened to was Cedric the Entertainer. Okay, which was really good because he told some Bernie Mac stories, mm-hmm. and I love Bernie Mac stories. Yeah, Bernie was like a big score listener. Really? Oh yeah, like that's that is the most famous person I've had in my phone. That's cool, and. He, like, listened to this station a lot. And he'd come on and he'd say stuff occasionally. And I'd see him at White Sox games. Oh, like, his his death probably hit me as, as hard as any celebrity's death. Because it just kind of, like, everyone heard he had been sick. But you were thinking, oh, I'll be fine. And then I saw him at a White Sox game. And he grabbed me. And he's like, oh, I was listening to you today. And da 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 and I looked at him and I was like, man, like you could tell like it was yeah. it was close. But his family is is really sweet. And I want to say 69th, like 69th west of Western. Like there's a street named after him because that's where he grew up. Mm-hmm. The, just one of the funniest. And Cedric told some some great story. He, and then Mel ended up going to see Cedric the Entertainer. While he was here on the 28th. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to a comedy show. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, the Airy Crown. And I'm like, ooh. Okay. Oh, that's a little rough. All right. I heard that Cedric wasn't that great that day. That's what I've been told by my people who went to that concert. Well, he had been doing like a tour around the Midwest. And I asked her, I said, "Who's who else is on it? And she I was like, you're going to one of those shows where Michael Blackson is on the card? And she's like, who's that? And I'm like, enjoy yourself. (laughs) Enjoy yourself, small little white wife. You're going to have a great time at the Aaron Crown Theater. She did. She enjoyed herself, I think. Yeah, was it Eddie Griffin on that card, too? Or is it different? I think at the same time. (laughs) There was like a... At the the Wind Wind Trust, Trust, there was like another concert going on at the same time. But speaking of Cedric... He was on the show that I was referencing with uh, uh, John Kelly's the host. Remember former Chicago yeah. guy, John Kelly? He kind of went into that entertainment world and never really left. Byron mm-hmm. Allen produces a show that's called Funny You Should Ask. It's from 1978 or 68, show of the same thing. And like I said, it's Cedric the Entertainer, John Lovett, Cheryl Underwood, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Anybody who you think is... Fluffy? Yeah, past their prime, nah, not Fl- on top. Fluffy, I think, is the third highest selling comedian in 2019. Mm. Fluffy's doing fine. Jack A's on it. Jack Carol- A. Caroline Ray. I used to love oh, me wow. some Caroline Ray back in the day. I'm Bill, not going to lie. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. What, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. When she even, she did like the other type of that show. Uh, she was on Hollywood. She was like a staple on Hollywood Squares. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how she's living nowadays. Hey, get your money right. I was laughing the other day because I flipped on MTV and Wild and Al came on. And Nick Cannon was like, yeah, our 14th season. I was like, what? What? And I mean, I know that the seasons are different now. Like, Mm -hmm. you, it used to be you would do 22 episodes and that would be it for a year. And now they're doing multiple 
you know, episodes, multiple seasons inside of a calendar year. Mm-hmm. It's just strange to hear the wiling out. Like, it's the same thing with ridiculousness. Like that show, th- that is a ubiquitous show on MTV, and it's great. Of course, it's America's funniest home videos. Right. Fine. But they have reached into something where it, it seems as if Rob is doing like 300 shows a year for, for MTV, and it'll run in perpetuity. That will never not be funny. It's really right. like Daniel Tosh.0. But. Which was. Yeah, like which America's funniest yeah. funny home videos. videos. Yeah. But, you know, we are giving here at the score tickets away to see Wild and Out. No. We are? What show do you think would work for the Wild and Out crowd? Well, I mean. Not Molly and Hall. I'm, it, it would have to be mine, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. We, our we're, show is not giving out Wild and Out we're tickets. We're literally talking what? about it right now. Guess what show is giving away Wild and Out tickets Please tell eventually. me. Eventually. Please tell me it's less. Yes. Is it really? Less is giving away oh, Wild and Out yes. tickets. <laughs> Maybe I'm breaking the, breaking the fourth wall and <laughs> telling too much tales, but yes. Wild in out tickets. Who wants them? Nick Cannon will be there. I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense. That's so great. I mean, hopefully they hear my voice and they're like, oh, you know, know, maybe we'll give it out to the noon show, whatever. But less is the audience for the Wild Now crowd. What the hell? They don't even know what the Wild Now is. What percent of less's audience have seen... I'm trying to think of anything outside of America's Got Talent with Nick Cannon involved. Are you saying they didn't see Drumline? Maybe. Yeah, I, I would even count Drumline as being a little surprised. I think the percentage is really low. Really low. Yeah. What's that movie for the freshman? Or is the undercover cop goes back to school? Is it 21 Jump Street? No, 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 no. He's an actual guy who's a cop. I think it's called The Freshman or The Undercover Cop. Well, isn't that really the same movie that he did with Christina Milian? Uh, yeah, where he's a nerd, and then Christina Milian, by association, uh, makes him popular. And then he gets dreads somehow? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been done Steve, forever. Steve Harvey is yeah, dad like, in that movie? Like, Can't mm-hmm. Buy Me Love is the same movie. Uh, New Guy in Town's the same movie, the- where you're popular by association. How do yeah. I mean? I would do the. I would love to do a Nick yeah. Cannon interview. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, the new guy. I bring him back to Eddie Griffin. Yes. Yeah. I had. He, I heard Which he had a stroke re- what? recently. Yeah. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. That's part of the critique. The guy who was telling me about the show he went to that Eddie wasn't right. Like he had had a recent stroke from smoking cigarettes all these oh. years, and so he wasn't right. Uh, his comedy was falling. Timing flat. was off. Yeah, so mm. people can kind of tell, and he said in the story as much, or in the uh, comedy as much that hey, I just had a stroke, and you know, bear with me, type of thing. Yeah, because I mean, he's an energetic stand-up, so he needs to be yeah. bopping around the stage and saying crazy stuff. I mean, that's My- Rick's favorite movie. <laughs> it is Undercover Brother, right? Yep. I mean, it's a cinematic classic. So where the underclassman, not the freshman. The, the underclassman is the name of the movie. Yeah, that's where he's a cop and he goes back to school. Is is the other movie Love Don't Cost a Thing? It is. Love Don't Cost a Thing with uh, his former girlfriend, Christina Milian. The best. Still hot. The best. Oh, oh, I feel bad for Eddie. So wait, let's get into Undercover Brother. Okay. Why is it your favorite movie? I, it's just so ridiculous and and the people that are involved. 
the Neil Patrick Harris. You got Neil Patrick Harris in the like the perfect role. Shy McBride. We haven't had Shy on in a while. Yeah, Shy McBride. Let's there. Re- let's reach out to him. All right. Let's let's get him on the show because we always enjoy talking about his sneaker collection. Denise Richards, just, I mean, Denise Richards. And that's like, yeah, peak and Anjanu Ellis. I'm a big Anjanu Ellis fan. Yes, I mean that it has everything, and it's just like some of the subtle levels. Billy D. Williams, yes, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I mean, Spiritual yeah, brother. having Dave Chappelle as like not even the main character, but being able to have him like two away from the main character is perfect. Because he's there, he can set he they they can be ridiculous how they set up every joke that he has in there. It's I don't know. Maybe it just hit me at the right time because I was like in high school. Maybe the experience of going to the movie theater with my best friend and we were the only two white people in there, and it <laughs> it, it, it was the opposite movie experience because everybody looks at us and we're like, yeah, it's true. With and pretty much everything. The scene where they're talking about white people and how they eat sandwiches, like, oh, yeah. they slather on that mayo. It's just dis- the Rick sound effect is disgusting from the movie. Mayonnaise, so he's gonna lose his white card. Yeah, and so a little spritz of hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. <laughs> oh, I can on... I can quote that movie to no end. Well, yeah. one of my favorite movies is is Half Baked. Like I'll watch yeah. that movie all the time whenever it's on till till it's over. I was watching Comedy Central last week. And they were doing a Chappelle show marathon. I mean, I know that we're talking about 15 years. Like, 15 years has passed. Dave's been to Africa and back. It's weird to see 145-pound Dave yeah, versus swole-ass Dave yeah, now. And, like, even his voice is different. I know he's been huffing those cigs for a while. Mm-hmm. But it's so strange to see him, like, hulked up when he's on stage for Sticks and Stones versus him leading into stuff on on the Chappelle show. Yeah, I I made sure there were like two episodes I made sure to record. I made sure I recorded the racial draft. That was yeah. And then I think it was yeah, because I saw earlier in the morning, so I made sure to record the pilot too. Because is there a better opening scene slash skit than Chappelle show? I don't think there is. I don't. I, All things considered. The the reparations skit is still funny. Like I mean, it's still obviously something that people are talking about, but it's still super funny when they go to the Al Roker type. And he's yeah. like, that's not even my voice. I sound like this. I'm paid. I'm paid. I'm paid in shape. <laughs> I mean, the other day I referenced on Twitter – the trading spouses with Leonard Washington. That was so good. Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger like, when yeah. she won the yeah. Oscar? I was, that's what I posted. I was like, those who got it, got it. And that's all I need to do. Yep. It's a good, good thing. It's a really good thing. Um, that's perfect. What was I going to say to you guys? There's something else I want to talk about. I guess it's not that big of a deal. Oh, all right. Here. This is what I want to talk about okay. real quick. So every now and again, like we love to repurpose sound. Like I'm a big proponent of it. And as I've said about to you guys, and it's not a secret, like to me, this show is an amalgamation of what Dan Patrick does, what Dan Levitar does, and the daily show with Trevor Noah. So at the beginning of the show, we go through the news of the day and I react to it. And if there's something good that we did or someone else on the station did, I'd like to replay it because not everyone listens 
all the time. Right. And occasionally you get the people that are like, well, I'm going to go listen to your competitor because I heard this yesterday. I'm like, go with God, man. Enjoy yourself. Right. On that, because people listen in smaller increments. I'm all for if you listen to all two hours of the show and never turn channel. I love you. Mm -hmm. But that's not the norm. And not everyone was listening yesterday at 1220, which is why listeners have habits, which is why we put the Stone stuff at one o'clock on Thursday's show when he was on Wednesday's show at 1220. Yeah, if you think about our show, most people have lunch at 12. So they're driving to their destination maybe, and they're coming back into their car. Maybe some of those people heard Stone while they're doing both of those things. But sometimes people change it up. And maybe those people yesterday who had lunch at 12 said, you know what? I didn't hear Stone. I know Lawrence. If he has a good sound, he's going to replay it sometime this week. And like you said, it's a different hour. It's not the same hour we played it last yesterday. Different people have different schedules. And if you don't want to, if you want to go to ESPN 1000, I mean, fuck, who cares? (laughs) I mean, Wait, can seriously. we say that on here? I don't Am I going to have to bleep that? Probably, but uh, I, like people using I mean, those podcast. those threats against us, know that I don't give a damn. Go. Just like if you're leaving a party, I don't need you to say to everybody, hey, I'm leaving this party. Bye. <laughs> no, just leave. Just effing leave. I mean, so it's not a family function we're talking about. Yeah, because... just leave. Like, I don't need you to announce well, well, that you're not watching us. If you don't like something what we're doing... Say it to us, and then you know we'll we'll take criticism. Yeah, but to tell us to have a fail a, a, a veiled threat, we're gonna go to ESPN one thousand. Bye. Yeah, if, if, if and and the thing is is that uh, people are like, well, you should just have original content. And my thing is, I do. After we play something, I react to it. Right. And we might I might hear it differently this time than it happened initially. And sometimes, as weird as it sounds, like when you're in an interview. It's hard to dissect an interview. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you, yeah, you're doing the act. You're doing the active listen, trying to be able to figure out what's the ne- the next best question of either a something off of like a pre written out list, or did they give you something to give you an angle to follow up? That's what many hosts don't do. Listen to what the guy's telling you, guy right. or girl's telling you, and then you can follow up. It's a simple thing to do if you're out there and. F- Wanting to be an interviewer or a talk shows like Lawrence's, listen to what the person's saying. Yeah, you have your your points you want to get out, but the person's probably giving you gold. Follow up. Right? Well, j- just know that that if you are listening to this, that when I replay something, we replay it for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like it's not we don't do it willy nilly. Yeah, like, we're not I, just trying to burn a segment. Or correct. Something. We we don't like. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in. Um, what do people say? I hate it. I've even like. Erased it from my mind. Uh, uh, filling. I don't believe in filling. I, I believe in programming. Yeah. And that's what we do. We program the show. And we talk about the thing, especially like in January. It's not like there's a ton that's going on in the sports world. Right. So when you get a good interview, you share it. And people, I, I appreciate the people who appreciate what we're trying to do. But if you watch Trevor Noah's show or um, John Oliver's show, Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Hey, the president said this. Go to cut. Here's what I think about what the president said. And then Nancy Pelosi said this. Go to the cut and then react to it. If if you want me to do um, 
single mic stand up for you for an hour a day every day for for five days a week. They got to pay me a lot more to to do that, and they would I would need a much bigger staff. Yes, yeah, to be able to pull that off. So, but we do it because we know that people people's listening habits are not listening to the same show all the time for the um, the maximum amount of time that they can. We get it that we take risk if we if I put on a cut that's an MMA fighter that there are a lot of people in the audience that don't know anything about MMA. So it's my job to explain to you why this particular cut might interest you. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of thing. It's just a weird it's the one thing that I learned from Mike Murphy that I think was right on. I just didn't like the way that he did it. The concept of sound in radio. We don't I don't think we do it enough. I don't think we use enough. Like do you know how many sound bites we have at the score on a daily basis that we never ever get to? Oh yeah. It's crazy. And now that's like mostly Herb's job is to cut up the vast majority of it. Well, I'm glad that like, Herbie is actually the person doing it. Well, yeah. There's a lot of times where it's it's rough. I mean, it's it's a it's a different type of art form to know what part of a minute answer you need to get the proper 25 second cut to be able to either air during an update or to be able to air coming back from a break so that it's not too long of a cut. Well, now I'm of the mind of, I had a conversation with Mitch about this. I feel like we should be cutting four shows now since Mm -hmm. we don't really do updates that much anymore. Agreed. Where it used to be like, well, you had to make sure you had a cut that was um, 10 to 22 seconds long. Right, because it needs to fit into a 90-second or two-minute window. Mm -hmm. And now we don't do that. What we do is we do have talk shows that, that use content. So why not have... Content, if it's a 90-second cut of Will Purdue saying the Bulls are trash, that's good content. So cut it for that instead of, well, here's 10 seconds of him doing for an update. Right. That doesn't – there might not be the opportunity for context in the content. Or just – or you do it both ways. You label one chunk. You label one just like Absolutely. Something like that. So that way everybody's happy. But that's – the other thing, too, with like listening patterns and everything is – you know, listen, the people that are listening all day, we appreciate the hell out of you. However, you're, you got to realize you're, you're part of like the 1% that interacts and it's not the most profitable 1% to be a part of. Sorry, but like, you know, that's what is it? Callers are 1% of the audience to about 2% of the audience. Okay. So if you add in texters, you're what bump it up, maybe another percent. Sure. Let's call it 4%. Yeah. Let's call So only 4% actually interacts. So everybody else, it's just. We're the companion. We're right there for you. So if you've been listening all day, that's awesome. Good on you. And we appreciate the hell out of that. But we can't program to the 4% when the 96% is also sitting out there. Yeah, I like to usually say when people are, you know, harsh to us or something, those are the part of the 33% that are never going to like us. There's 33% are always going to be with us, family, friends, the P1s, the people who are always listening. What we're programming to is the 33 in the middle that are undecided, that are like, you know, what's, what, what are these guys about? What are these guys talking about? We're programming to the people who are saying, we're also programming to the 33% who like us because they like us already. So we're not, we don't have to do anything extraordinary for them necessarily. But we're programming to get new ears in there because there's people who are going to hate you no matter what. To 
have them try to come on board, it's like pulling teeth. You're not going to have them pull on, come on board. You're looking for that middle audience that is undecided about you, and that's what we're programming for. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to keep people in the jump rope. My job is to make people listen as long as possible uh, in every segment that we do. But wouldn't you rather hear from Steve Stone than even a caller? Or even hearing, hearing you paraphrase what Steve Stone said the day before. Yeah, what, what good you know? does that do versus actually hearing it? Mm-hmm. And and even, like, let's say you do, you roll with us every day. And I'm, I'm going to use a Steve Stone example because it's so effing good. Um, you probably didn't dissect it. You were distracted at certain points of that interview. And now you have another opportunity to, to get at it. Like, that, that to me is one of the things that we can do as a talk show that differentiates us, at least for now. And I, and it's funny because I've seen people start to catch on. Like, this is stuff that we did at night. Yes. You know, we, we did this all the time. If you had a great interview, but I'm not, I'm not hating. Like, if, if Mully and Hall had a great interview, I'm putting their interview on. Like, I'm not trying to, to then go get that person so that I can do a similar interview. The, the, the content is there. So let's, promote our teammates Mm -hmm. and let's give the nighttime audience, which is completely different from the people who are listening to Mully and Haw. Let's let them get a chance to hear something they didn't hear because it's more than likely that they didn't hear it today. Will Purdue, you came in. It's like, Hey, do we listen to Will Purdue? I heard he had this nice chunk of stuff from um, Bernstein and McKnight. So we need to repurpose that for our show and cut out a good chunk of what he's saying. It was great for our show. And we enjoyed it. And the fire that Will Produce shows, I just can't believe he still has a job. That's neither well, when here you have, nor there. When you have rangs, they're not going to fire you. Most I, people. Look, yeah. the, the job that Jason is doing on that show is great. And that it's always when you have a, a property that is connected that closely with a team – it can be difficult. Like on the football after show, NBC Sports Chicago doesn't have a relationship with the Bears. Mm-hmm. My guys are free. They took it away from them, right? You had it like the yeah, first couple we, years, We right? had what was like a, a marketing deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we – I mean, we got a little bit of extra access. Like people would – we were allowed to put people on like after a game. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have video rights. Yeah. And we still don't. You know, can't show the the post game press conference until after. The yeah, other until one after no after right? no, we're allowed to show it once. Once Negi steps off the podium, okay, okay. Yeah. we can show it. But I mean, we beat like Fox. It made me laugh because Fox is like, we're gonna have the the Matt Negi press conference first. We were first like most of the season to the Matt Negi press conference. It made Step us laugh up, every aunt. time. Step your game up, Big Ant Heron. Corey Wooten. Corey Wooten. Do the robot on that. Corey Wooten. <laughs> All right. I've kept you guys long enough. I appreciate this episode. I actually think that we should name this episode uh, Byron Allen is a God. That works. That works. All right. Does that work? I mean, uh, and then parentheses, crew pod episode two. It'll yeah, have some wide, right? yeah, some widespreading uh, things, not just people who love the score. People who love Byron Allen. You know, hit those keywords. That's what we're all about on the Loho Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening.